Welcome back to the Shed Boys. It has been a long, a long hiatus, a busy summer for you guys. <laughs> I've just been mostly goofing off, but I'm happy to see you boys back in here all in one piece. Nobody's got sick. Nobody allowed their busy schedule to crush them. Uh, for our listeners, yeah, you'll have noticed some gaps, and it really is genuinely because guys have been super busy with stuff. We just have not been able to put up the time. Uh, but we're back, and we expect to pretty much resume our only slightly erratic pace of production. So we're happy to be here. And again, I'm going to remind those of you planning the parades and receptions, that 100, that century mark, the big one zero zero, it's right around the corner. So just don't be caught by surprise by that. So here we go. Liam. Dum, 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 dum. Welcome back, boys. Welcome back. I woke up at 1230 today. Right on, right on. <laughs> you up late drinking expensive scotch last night? Is that what it was? Yeah, I mean, no. The big sale yesterday. And so I think I got to sleep around two o'clock. So. Oh, really? I was yeah. glad to see that you didn't sell to somebody who's going to bulldoze it. Yeah, yeah, we were too. I, that's, that's why it shot up, I'm betting, because I didn't realize it was a 42-foot lot, so that you can probably put four little duffers on there. Yeah, or um, a new house, maybe bigger than the old one, and a laneway house as well. For sure, for yeah. sure you could do that, yeah. The people behind the house did that. Yeah. But not one house on that block has been torn down yet. I know you're saying this that. would have been the first one. Yeah. So, but they're not contractually obliged, right? So they you, they made noises or said words, but oh no, we would never dream about tearing it down. We love it, but they could tear it down next week, right? That's right. And the the new owners are going to renovate the entire basement. Good. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Except for they should leave uh, the office alone. The den. The den. <laughs> they should leave that alone. Did you see the, did you look at the pictures, KJ, of that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't. The den thing with the five arches, each oh, one yeah, with yeah, a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. he came, he yeah, came yeah, to the yeah. house. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, I saw those. It's perfect. That should not be renovated. The floor should be, the carpet in there should be replaced, but uh, they should leave the arches and the wainscoting alone there. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely a selling feature, those arches. Well, I think they are. I, they, every time I look at the picture, I just think those things are perfect. <laughs> They're just a perfect job. I know. The agent said it was the most ever offers she's had on a house. They started coming in into the day before offer day. She said, you know, I feel like we might get, it's looking like four offers tomorrow. What, what day was your open house? There was no open house. It was all by appointment. And oh. so it started, I think, six days before. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday with offers due on Sunday. Right. And yes. did you... Do the walkthroughs, the appointments? No, no, no. Just her? Just her, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we know the purchasers' names, but we've never met them. It's one of those things, you know. Right. But she's telling them today that we chose them over a higher bid because we liked that they were a family moving in. Because we, we want to, them to, you know, feel positively towards us. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was just, it was crazy because there we are sitting at that nice dining room table, you know, the... So we're sitting there and we've got, I, I hauled the printer from home because uh-huh. we needed, you know, there's forms to get printed off and stuff. And, and we had spreadsheets and <laughs> like, we're talking, right. And we're trying to, you'd think it's a meeting, right? You think the four of us are going to talk through what are the pros and cons of these offers? 
And it's kind of like that, except for her phone's constantly beep, beep, uh, and then it'll ring, and then she chooses which which calls to take and which not to, and she's got a reply. And so it's not like that. It's kind of a topsy-turvy meeting where there's conversations between two people, three people, or four people. And she's had other agents call her to congratulate her today, and they're going, we, I never would have thought that that house would sell for that much. Wow. So she, uh, I think she did a great job. Like, I think, I think these people that would have torn down, they had to compete against the people who are not going to tear it down. Because normally a teardown, they'll offer less. Like, that's at least what the agents told us. Oh, yeah. They're looking at lot value. Right? Yeah. And they're, they're yeah. not interested in paying, paying some kind of premium. But there's development happening around Nanaimo Station. And that house is just oh. a block and a half from that station. And there's even been crazy amounts paid to houses right at the station like $6 million and stuff like that because oh, they might be got, speculators are going, there's going to be a tower, yeah. there's going to be a high rise here right. and I'll sell for a crazy amount to whatever company is developing that. So anyway, I think that's made its way back a couple blocks because there's going to be development there. There'll be more shopping and this and that supposedly. So I, th- I suspect yeah. that people are just thinking ahead. Well, it'll be a nice place to raise a family then. Oh, it yeah. It already it, is. It already really. is. And this block is kind of now in its third generation of family rate. Like we we had a couple at least two of the offers came with life stories. You know, like Oh yeah. Yeah, about how important it is. Like we lived on this block and we want to have a view of the mountains again, just like you do. <laughs> and here's our two kids, and here's a picture of them, and the kids are waving and smiling, and there's a cake in front of them. It's just like they're just tugging at our heartstrings, and we're all, all three of us are going, yeah, that'd be nice if we can do that, you know? <laughs> That's kind of funny, really. Yeah, it is. It was just it's, a, it's nice and wholesome compared to the obscene feeling I get about a $6 million house uh, on a speculator's part yeah, closer yeah. to the sky. That, that to me is disgusting. It was but. a very unique experience because, you know, we've all been involved in negotiations at yeah. one time or another, but I've never been in that kind of war room thing where there all these offers are coming in and, uh, I never saw anything she's like that. responding and there's all these things like, what should you do? You, you know, and if you're really greedy, you're going to be responding to a bunch of them. So what can you do this much? Yeah. You, not much, but it, on the other hand, that f- feels in a vague way like it could backfire in some way. And you kind of the honorable thing is to choose who you want to negotiate with, I think, and work with them directly. And if that doesn't play out, then move, yeah. to, move to your second choice. Yeah. And that's kind of like the way we did it. It's like that with lots of cars are the same sort of thing. Yeah, right. we told the uh, Irish guy on uh, Sophia that we wouldn't knock it down. And he was kind of adamant that whoever bought it didn't. So when you bought, that was a... That yeah, was part yeah. of in your favor. And we never ever thought of going back on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, we're, exactly. we're renovators anyway, so. Yeah. Or we were. Yeah, you would have needed a pile of cash to, like, and that was a lot of the talk with this house, uh, Sue's mom's house, right? You hope that if somebody comes along who can just make the buy, but they don't have 250K extra in their pocket to do a rebuild, like a teardown. Because isn't it that what a house costs to build something More. like that? Yeah. 500,000. Yeah. For yeah. a house? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You think, you think land's going up in value, but God for, himmel. I think it has to do with regulations and I don't know what the dynamics are that have yeah. caused houses to be so expensive. Yeah. The price per square foot just continues to march up in new yeah. construction. 
apparently. So I I did a spreadsheet for us where we had you know like the uh, of course I did and you know like the offering people and who their agent is because Cecilia our agent when she says the name she's talking about the agent like because mm-hmm. she knows half of them anyway. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so that, and then, you know, how much they're offering and, uh, closing, closing date. Cause that's a big one. You know, what if like one of the offers wanted to close end of September. And so that's like, Oh my God, we'll get, a, get swing back right back into action, you know? And then, uh, subjects. So that's a like fairly big sell and, you know, you write up some of the subject, like some of them had just way too many conditions and that worked against one of the buyer, two of the buyers were in the same ballpark they both were family people and lived in the neighborhood. And so, but one of them had like a way, a lot of conditions. So we're going, okay, so. Like, say some other ones, just a building inspection. Like probably. some of the conditions. I, I happen to have a list here, so. <laughs> spreadsheet. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I so. want to know if the spreadsheet had a smiley face rating. <laughs> just to offset the whole spreadsheetiness of it. You have one column that's a smiley face rating. <laughs> One smiley yeah. face to five. <laughs> <laughs> now, and it one doesn't of them, feel so clean. One of them said no soil contamination, which is usually in the same clause as the, the oil. oil. Yeah. Um, but they said further that, you know, that that we're guaranteeing this forever. Right. So if they, you know, if they tore down everything and built a new house 20 years from now, and found some con- contamination, we'd be on the hook for it, right? Mm. And then, yuck. And we're like, this lot was bought from the city, and who knows what was on it beforehand? Like even farmland can have some contamination, yeah, yeah. right? So anyway, that was uh, that was not too appealing. Um, I wonder if that's even legal. Yeah. How can how can you make somebody or their estate or their estates estates estates? You know, like right. seven hundred years from now. And apparently there's some regulations in that regard anyway. So even if people don't write that in, they can kind of come after us anyway. But then we, if, if it's in the law, then basically we would go after the city. Hey, 1972, you sold our, you know, forebear. Uh, some of them were subject free and that was bad too, because there's some standard subjects that protect both sides Mm. that, that are often not subjects, but number three is terms and conditions. And that's where your subjects are. And some of them are like the buyer is aware that he has to pay GST on the, he might have to pay GST on the purchase price, just stuff like that. Anyway. That's interesting because I, I would have immediately assumed that no subjects would be a positive thing, but as soon as you explain it, yeah, it makes total sense. And one of them had, uh, Hey, we're not going to find any defects under those uh, area rugs you threw down, right? Like that was one of the subjects. And I tell you, they would definitely find some defects yeah. under the area rugs. Cause you know, you kind of put them down. There's always some, especially in that basement, it was pretty rough flooring. And so there's going to be, there's marks everywhere and there's going to be marks think, under the just rugs. Just think if you're that guy, sorry to interrupt again, but just think if you're that guy. So you put in a very competitive bid, you really want the house. You've put in a subject that says, well, you're not going to find anything in all those rugs. Right? And some other yeah. guy didn't. Some other guy gets the house. Yeah. Just imagine if you were the guy that didn't get it and you were there playing bridge later and you saw the defect and it was, yeah, the lino's pretty cut up under there. And you think to yourself, yeah. I could have lived in this house and I could have fixed that stupid lino for about 200 bucks. 
Yeah, it's, but now I'm living in like yeah. podunk someplace where I didn't want to be and I can't see the mountains. Yeah, and I think it's a matter of judgment on the yeah. realtor's part because the realtors should be saying, you know, with the market right now, you may well lose it because we got so many conditions in here. Yeah, and besides You're, that, yeah, but, that but is, in other markets, you're probably quite it's interesting. Good to, it's good to do all that, probably. It's quite interesting. Like, what is there a 200 foot chasm underneath that rug? Uh, no. Native burial ground. <laughs> like, I just, it's an interesting thing to think about. All of that is interesting. Yeah. You're right. If you're out someplace, some small town, everybody knows everybody, and some guy's a well known chiseler. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, there's a thing in the thing about rugs. But I don't want to. whole conversation see. around the. Those top three offers and the, the one, the teardown. And also it counted against them that their name, all the purchasers were, you know, Betty and Bob Smith or whatever. Um, very obviously various ethnic nationalities you could tell from the names. And this, the highest offer was from something like 113445 mm. company. LLC. Limited, right? Yeah. yeah. LLC doing DBA. <laughs> and that was part of the conversation. Like, really? Like also, you know, the kind of, and, and, and sorry if our listeners have actually done that. Cause I know people who have done numbered companies for totally legitimate reasons, like partners on an airplane and they needed to have a limited liability in yeah. case they're bringing a passenger and that passenger gets in an accident. They, and they honestly don't even think of it as a company, but they had to create this vehicle. So they numbered it. But anyway, I kind of think when I see a numbered company, I think, oh, those are the kind of people that'll, sh that'll sue you at yep. the drop of a hat. Well, right? just yeah. the very like, fact that you've done that to limit liability or to protect yourself against being taken advantage of legally. I mean, that's the whole purpose of the numbered company is to give you a legal angle. Whereas if you're just in there, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Smith. Or, yeah then you're not thinking in, you're not framed that way. And the real estate agent. That's interesting. We, we asked, right. And the agent came back, Oh, they're, they're a nice couple and some blah, blah, blah. Right. But okay. So why do you have a numbered company again? So yeah. anyway, yeah, it's interesting, boy. So big relief. Absolutely. S and slept till 1230. It was, 1230, yeah, it was I guess pretty so. cool. Like, yeah, we were there till 1130 last night anyway. And there we are. We've, we, you get to a point where Sue and Steve, the owners, have to initial the contract. And so they've done that. And now Cecilia goes, okay, now, now I'm going to forward this to the other parties and, and there's no going back. Yeah. Once I push <laughs> and, and there's this moment yeah, of silence. I, and I, I said, oh, oh, this is, this is a moment, isn't it? <laughs> and, said, uh, <laughs> Way to go, Archie. Just, oh my God. <laughs> you should have, you should have just really cheesily popped the cork on champagne or something, you know, poof. <laughs> And was there, was there some trembling hands and some quivering well, lips? Yeah, yeah, because it's not a clear X, uh, oh, this is obvious, the one to have, right? There's there's many different oh, things sorry. about each offer to yeah, discuss. Yeah, no, I wasn't talking about the quality of offer. I was talking about the emotional moment when you are finally severing your ownership to your childhood. So, so once they submit, then the other side can say no. Yeah. The other side can also, you can also rescind. In fact, at one point, because we kept the conversation going even after we shipped it off, and she said, oh yeah, you can be aware if you want to rescind at any time, we can then start talking to this, this other party. Right. So anyway, it's very fascinating. That is interesting. So, thing. and then it came back with the initials on it. And then at that point we had our little celebration. But let me talk about this rescind thing. Like 
there's yeah. no there's no seller's remorse clause in real estate law. Is so there? see, if I make you an offer, I'll sell you my car for ten thousand dollars. Yes. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. I can do that because you haven't accepted my offer yet. Oh, yeah, until okay. you get those initials back, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. you can so, rescind it. So yeah. she pushes oh. the button on the fax machine, and off it goes. And then somebody quickly scribbles a note, faxes, no, we take it all back. That's, okay. See, that's yeah. good to know. Because I thought you were saying, even when it came back, like, oh, really? What's the, what's the end date on being able to rescind? What's yeah. the penalty, the financial yeah. legal penalty for that? I mean, that's a big deal. I like how it's a fax machine in your mind. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <sighs> hey, how'd you find your agent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was great. Uh, all we did was uh, <laughs> Cecilia Stewart. She was nice. Cecilia Stewart. I found her pleasant and oh, not yeah, too yeah. overbearing. Yeah, I found her. Yeah, no, no. She was awesome. And that, that you weren't asking what her name is. Uh, but but before I forget, it's Cecilia Stewart, Oakland Realty, excellent agent. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about that. But how did we find her? We had a pretty low rent method, which was like, oh, we've got three flyers that came in the front flap here. Let's call them. That was it. Oh, cool. You know, like... So she, it works. Yeah. So all of you out there, work. yeah, all of you out there who wish to God realtors would stop randomly dropping crap in your mailbox. <laughs> That's right. Send RJ a little note saying, thanks a hell of a lot there, buddy. Yeah. Way to go. Way to reinforce. Yeah. It would have been even better if I said, oh, we were walking by the fridge... <laughs> And we saw a magnet. <laughs> oh, you could do that. We could we could re rejig this whole segment and then pick the thing that we like best from realtors, like whether it's fridge magnets or notebooks or calendars, art calendars, uh, local interest highlight calendars. You know, Vancouver at its finest. Those kind of calendars, and then just say it was that. Yes, we got the first agent came in, and an awesome she idea. was super professional. Really well mannered, name dropped her church from time to time, you know, like she was slick, yeah, and really nice and great to talk to. Very like clear that they had the gloves on and the masks, and they were just on top of things. She had her assistant guy with her, and so she and and at the end, of course, of each conversation, they say, "We, you know, we're not gonna tell you exactly what your house is gonna be worth, but we'll give you." Up front, I'm thinking this much. And so she came kind of low, right? And then the second one was Cecilia, and she came in, and we had the walkthrough. And I really liked, she said, so what What are you looking for in an agent? Which I think is an excellent question. Not just to kind of decide if you like this customer, but if the customer is looking for, like one answer could be, get me the best price possible. That's what I'm looking for yeah. in an agent. And that tells her a little bit about the, the customer and maybe in, in her case, she doesn't need, she said she does it cause she enjoys it. She's not like, yeah, yeah. Oh God, where's my next job coming from? Right. Yeah. Well, that's always nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. So we told her, uh, what I think most people would say, which is we really want an agent we can trust because you know, real estate agents are kind of like lawyers. They don't exactly have a reputation for being trustworthy individuals. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that was a good conversation to have. And she got a reading from us that, that, uh, we were trustworthy as well. I think out of that conversation, 
So, because I think customers can be a little bit interesting characters. I'm sure there's a lot of sketchy crap that goes on with customers as well. You know, playing agents off against each other, that kind of stuff. And then the third guy, uh, we would ask him questions and he would give us cagey answers. So, yeah, no. Like, how many houses do you have on the market right now? And for us, the, the correct answer is low, right? Yeah, absolutely. We don't want the high volume people. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, there's a few, right? Well, how, how many specifically? I don't know, around half a dozen. You didn't say, I don't know. He said a half a dozen and maybe half a dozen anyway. So that was it. And he called back afterwards to ask why, uh, he contacted me. He says, why, why didn't you select us? And I said, well, I'm willing to talk to you if you promise not to tell me why I made the wrong choice. And he said, yeah, okay, all right. Wow. Yeah. That's a good game, RJ. That's a good game on your part. I would have never thought to do that. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to have that No, you don't. I don't, I don't need you to You're make me say, the sale. Oh, that person. Oh, my God. Let me tell you some stories. <laughs> That's well done on your part. Hey, did there, you I negotiate think. her uh, cut? We did not, and we considered, do we even want to do that? Actually, we looked beforehand at the th- three general rate categories, there's the one that almost everyone charges, 7% on the first 100, two and a half on everything else. There's a five and one and a half. And then there's this low budget organization of loosely confederated people that charge 1% mm-hmm. on the entire thing. And yeah, we went through that whole thought process and we thought, okay, the buying agents, you know, do they kind of look past those ones like you know like the way it works is the uh, buying agent gets a little bit less than half of the full cut so when we 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 paid the full amount which is i think what did i say seven on the first and two and a half and two and a half then our agent actually has to give about 45 percent of that to the buying agent right 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 and if there is no buying agent she gets to keep it all and we were hoping for that. We thought that'd be great because we really liked working for her. And if she could keep the whole commission, that would be Oh, awesome. if somebody's selling them just on, or buying just on their own without an agent. Yeah. That's probably pretty rare though. Which we've it? done. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did you catch the turn of phrase there? We really liked working for her. Mm-hmm. I got that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just checking, making sure that. Well, I'm going to re-edit that then. <laughs> no, no, sir. No, no sir. Did you get, did C- you certainly working with her anyway? Did you have yeah. to, no chance, RJ. <laughs> did you get a look at the MLS, the big book? Uh, you mean on the web or? No, the one that she carries around. Maybe it's no. probably on the web. Yeah, too. it's all on the web now. Yeah. Because, you know, they said, well, I'm not supposed to show you this. <laughs> Which then but, they invariably do. And they invariably do. But in there is the, negotiated price and a lot of it is if you were oh what's that called 2.5 uh, you can see all those prices and they go like like from 3.9 to 1.2 kind of thing it with various you know permutations yeah, yeah in between yeah. and it was very interesting because I, I i think we just he's when we bought this place it was like three and a half i think seven percent and then three and a half and then then we looked afterwards i thought oh we could have we could have negotiated this a little bit as the buyers yeah yeah it's very very interesting because um because of some of this stuff the real estate society now 
requires the agent for every single offer to give you a, a sheet of paper that says, and here's how much the commission would be on the offer, and here's my share, and here's the buying agent's Oh, share. that's different, I think. It's required now because people got pretty upset about, oh, I think there was something going on behind the scenes that changed yeah. something. Yeah. And I don't fully understand what that is, but what I do know is, or worry, what we did worry about was buying agents going... I think I won't show this house to my purchasers. Yeah, you had mentioned that because, earlier in this conversation. Because the rate's kind of low. And I've been thinking about me. it. I've been uh, thinking about it ever since because you sort of think. And I could be wrong about human nature. Maybe it's only 10% of agents that are that evil. But you could see an agent's been spending three months with this customer trying to find them a house. They put a lot of work in. Here's a good house. Not perfect, but it's good. Oh man, I get nothing. I get very little out of this one. I don't think I'll present. Oh, I get it. I get it. And in, get it. in their mind, they'll invent some other thing. You know what? The backyard's kind of small. They the said thing. they wanted a swing set. I don't see a swing yeah, set. Yeah, there's no there. swing you know, set or, Oh, that deck. They've said the deck is good, but I, I'm not. I, I really don't want to show my clients a house with a deck like that. And really, yeah. and this makes me think about the whole structure of real estate in BC, at least. Like, yeah, there's a an association of some sort. But back when we were in our salad days, a commission structure was pretty much a universal deal, right? I actually thought when I was younger that it was a law, that that was the legally required structure. It never probably ever was, but they all adhered to it. And much like there's a college of physicians and surgeons, right? They're self-policing. Realty is self-policed too, but it's obviously splintered as things do when there's enormous amounts of money on the table, right? Uh, and somebody thinks, I don't need to make $40,000 on a house. I can make twenty and do way more houses. And there it all yeah, goes. Yeah, when did that, I guess once the prices started to, to average at yeah. above 300 yeah. all of a sudden people are going, I'm just paying 7% yeah, on yeah, this. Let's, yeah. uh, that's, uh, yeah. let's do something yeah, here. It's crazy. Huge amounts of money. And then it turns out that, oh, it is sort of the Wild West. And oh, the concern that you mentioned, super valid. Like, am I really, I, I don't have access to their universal list. So I can't look and do the stupid realtor's job for them. And yeah, I think it's 100% reasonable to worry that you're not going to see the whole market if some of it does not net that realtor the same amount of money as some other yeah. parts of it. Yeah. It's just awful. And I, it's possible we bought our last house without a realtor. I think we might have. And then we might have been thinking, oh, you know, as part of our negotiations, we're saying we don't have a realtor. So there's the, there, that, that mm. part of the fee is gone. And we just didn't realize, no, actually that part of the fee stays there. It's just that the selling agent gets the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. And that MLS book that we saw obviously would it might be shown to buyers, right? It's yeah. not because if you're selling and you're not buying, then you're not interested in what's out there. Yeah. But the buyers are looking. But I, you know, I think given what we heard at the beginning of the process, she may well have made an extra one or $200,000 for us. We don't really know. And, uh, and so we're going, actually that full fee is worthwhile. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I'm, I'm just going to say, I tweeted you a little earlier about the whole business of working for her, but your payoff is you do, you guys did a whole whack of work that was basically every suggestion your realtor made and whether or not she, she was the cause of it, 
you could easily look at the outcome higher than we asked as directly attributable to your willingness to do exactly what she said with that house. You know what I mean? She told you a whole pile to do, worked yeah, out pretty and well you for you. You may have thought that I actually had in my mind for her, but that I wasn't even thinking that. I'm a, I misspoke. I really wasn't thinking that. What? Working for her. Yeah. Working with her. We worked with her quite a bit. And there was a lot of stuff where she would suggest something and we go, yeah, we'll do it. Especially if it's easy and she suggests something, we discuss pros and cons. There's a lot of conversations between Sue and her where Sue's going, I think we should do this. And, and they would just collaborate together, think mm. think it all through and end up with the best uh, staging. Was brother-in-law happy? Yes. I think he was in particular happy to sell to a a family that's going oh, to not rip it down. Good. I'm glad to hear that because I wondered about that. I, I assumed that you had universal agreement so good, yeah. but you know how that goes. Like you can get agreement grudgingly or you can get agreement joyfully. And it sounds like you got happy agreement. Yeah. Excellent. I, mean, I was pushing for the other family myself. The other family, we'd, <laughs> we'd been tracking. Them. Almost joyfully. <laughs> well, no, no. The, the, like I say, the whole conversation was going round and round quite a bit. It's fairly complicated, but the, the other family had a house that they had just sold and we'd been tracking that one. Okay. What kind of house is it? It was right on Slocan street. Smaller square footage, really nice looking, some this and that, you know, and it sold for this much. So we're, we're kind of aware of any houses in the general area that are selling, right? Right. And then they're one of the offers. They sold their place. They need a bigger house. And it's like, yeah, and mom's getting a certain age and she'll have her floor and we're like, that's all. Yeah. You want to sell to them, right? Like, yeah. Oh, so, right, right. But they're the ones that had way too many uh, subjects in there. And we just didn't want to go through the process of, okay, we'll rewrite their whole thing. We actually did, went through every single subject and did X's and check marks and it was quite a bit of work. Well, that's good. Happy ending. Always good to have a happy ending. Completion, I think is October 29th. So that's plenty of time, two full months to, uh, to get the place all cleared out. Take out the stove, take out the fridge. Oh, right. Those are all written in. Got to got to leave them. They had dryer in there too, so we had to cross that out because there is no dryer. Well, I was very pleased about Sue getting all that feedback on that because boy, did she put a lot of work into that stove. That's right. So one of the uh, a lot of work. Into one of the stove. purchasers said, "I cannot believe this stove. This is amazing." <laughs> And so Sue was totally pleased about that. And she P should be. PJ was as well, because he was involved in that whole process. Well, I only, I helped for a, for an afternoon and gave myself a nasty shock, electrical shock in the process. Mm -hmm. But that stove was just in, oof, it was rough. And it looked like it just came out of the store by the time she got done with yeah. it. I don't know how many hours she put in, but it was a number of hours. And we went out and bought a, uh, a schematic, art piece of art that's a, a Vancouver special and it's the front of Vancouver special and then three columns of information about the special about what made it special right and then we framed it we got it out at bird on a wire and they said oh yeah go to the dollar store across the street to get your frame so we got a frame and we put that up <laughs> one of the customers said Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. So we always liked it when we got those yeah. little feedbacks that something we did. Uh -huh. Did anybody, did anybody remark on the lampshade? Anybody? Uh, no. And in fact, we excluded the uh, Sue's bedroom lampshade. That was part of it. We wrote that in, uh, exclusions. 
you know, the yeah, Northwest I'm, upstairs bedroom ceiling light fixture. For the excluded. public record, I'm a thousand percent in favor of that exclusion. And so, so you gotta, you're going to move all that stuff. Are you just selling that stuff? Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. all the furniture. Yeah. The, yeah. It's the usual like sell giveaway or even take home a few things we'll keep. Right. Right. And our house is now transforming into a uh, busier house than it used to be. I bet. Yes. A lot of this and that. And, and you know, in the What course, does that mean, a busier house? Well, lots of items are showing up. And, and oh, just like in terms of there. stuff. And you think, oh, we're just staging these. They're, they're going to get sold, right? Well, you know, I don't oh, know. Okay. And, then, and then, you know, of course, <laughs> Sue's checking Marketplace. We're selling things on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. And in, just by virtue of being in there, you're going, oh, you know, I really like that chair. Oh. <laughs> that would go really well with the blah, blah, blah that we... So, yeah. So anyway, but I, I'm good with that, actually. Uh, we're, we're ending up with extra artwork. And Kai Lam, our old friend, she lent us a whole bunch of beautiful artwork to put on the actual walls. Mm. And so that, that place just showed really well. It sure looked great in the vid. The listing video looked fantastic. I mean, of course they do. I think on this podcast, I may have remarked that I think it's pretty close to fraud. Like the place I sold in Maple Ridge, it wasn't a bad house, it was a rancher and everything, but the way it looked on the listing, it just looked like, oh my God, is that my house? It didn't even look close. <laughs> yeah. It just looked spacious and well lit and tastefully. I just thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, whose house? That's not mine. And yeah, when you walk in, so obviously the big thing as a realtor is to get somebody to actually step into the house. Right. Not for it to look like it did in the pictures. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just because, yeah, yeah, I mean, but that house, it looked pretty good anyways, but it, it did. Yeah. The only, the only listing. thing that's super annoying is those wide angle camera lenses. They all do it. If one of them started using honest camera lenses, they simply wouldn't sell houses. Well, the one percenter so guy like, should do So that. that's her video then? Uh, yeah. She hires a, a team to come in. Right. Yeah. Right. There's one person that does the video and one person that goes from room to room. And the master bedroom photo was missing. So I had taken one. So I said, you can use this one if you want. And she didn't say anything to that. And then a couple of days later, she said, okay, we got the proper photo done. And I compared mine to his and his lighting was better than mine. And, and of course it had more of a, made the room look bigger and all that stuff. So, yeah. so that's that. And then, so the next phase is clean the house out and, and every little last bit of garbage. It's pretty well all gone now though. They're keeping the tool bench. We put that in inclusions and they, they go, yep, we'll take it. We're going. Well, so it. they should. I mean, Oh, so you don't have to get rid of it. Yeah. It's yeah. super heavy. And, but extremely and useful. Like, they'll have to get rid of it because they're going to renovate the entire basement. I think, I think renovating the entire basement, except the study is a really good idea. I don't know if I have any kind of news that tops that. I mean, it's been a whole month and nothing's happened. <laughs> okay. Are we? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Here? We're. Uh, I think that's great. I'm I just going to sit back and feel good about myself now. No, you're carrying us now. Uh, but here's one for us. Here's one, a fun one for you guys that you haven't heard. So the other day I was at Costco and in the frozen food section, they had Beyond Meat patties. Yes, yes. And do I think we've all had those? Have we not? And they're, oh, KJ, no. 
Well, they're pretty good. They're a pretty good facsimile of meat. Expensive, right? Yeah, they're pretty pricey, and they're pretty pricey in the frozen food section, too. So I, I thought, oh, well, I'll do that. Bring them home. They're frozen. I'm used to veggie burgers that are frozen, and you cook them from frozen. Like you just barbecue them. Turns out with these, you got to thaw them. So you put them in your fridge overnight, and they thaw out. And they, they're all heavily packaged, right? They, they really wasted a lot of money on packaging. So you don't cook from frozen like the no, other kinds? No, So, you know, I get it out. They're frozen. I'm going to go, oh, this would be fun. And I tear off the seal. Cat food. That's what it smelled like. Oh, man. The overwhelming olfactory impression, cat food. Oh. I just thought, oh, geez. And then I just immediately start thinking about all the chefs and all the A&Ws who get orders for these things. And they have to do They that. have to smell the cat food. And just imagine how they're referring to these burgers as they push them out the door to the grateful customers. <laughs> Could I get a couple of cat food teens? You know, like, I just thought, oh my God. They tasted fine, right? I barbecued them and they tasted fine. But what an unfortunate smell. And maybe it's just me. Maybe we've got listeners who've tried them, but... I just saw it. But once it was cooked. Once it was cooked, there was no trace of that. Mm. But it, but I just, and it's not like I've had a lot of cats and therefore smelled a lot of cat I food. I thought you were going to say it's not like you've had a lot of cat food. <clears throat> no, I have not either then yet, but things keep going the way they are. I could get there. Anyways, it was just, I just thought it was a little uh, public service announcement. If you get those things, just just brace yourself because it takes a long time for that impression to get out of your head. Now, what's the deal with, like, with, we cook veggie burgers all the time. And of course, the key to a good veggie burger is condiments. condiments. Yeah. <laughs> because 100. you just like in a layer them on all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff. But to be fair. And my favorite thing is when it's really thick, then I just crush yeah. it down. So it's like. <laughs> but to be fair. You did that with meat burgers too. Not as, yeah. And, 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 I mean, every, I've, yeah. my whole life I've been aware that with hot dogs and hamburgers, they're just a vehicle for condiments. That's all they That's are. That's pretty well it. Right, but then know. when you cook them, when you look at the cooking instructions, at least when we do fresh prep versions of it, they have you, you know, they tell you cook it and check the internal temperature. Yeah. And I'm going, well... Why? I mean, is it, can you get sick if you don't cook these high enough? It's lawyers, you RJ. Get, it's all lawyers. Can you? Can you get sick from their veggies? Probably somebody once in 1956 did, and ever since then. Yeah, but no, there's lawyers. salmonella. And in the, yeah. I mean, it's going through onions and peaches lawyers. right now, so. <laughs> you have peaches for They're sure. saying stuff, but really it's all But on the other lawyers. hand, you, you have raw, <laughs> raw veggies, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Yes, I think there is some vague possibility of some vague thing going wrong, but really? All I know is when I undercook them, they don't taste very good. Yeah. So you you want to make sure they're nicely seared on the outside. Yeah. And then yeah, no, they, they, crunchiness, you know? they taste like eating oatmeal if they're not quite cooked enough. Yeah. I believe not, I've had a veggie burger, but yeah. not, a, not a Beyond Meat. Now we have had Beyond Meat now that you mention it because they come in fresh prep. Yeah. And, and like I say, they're good. They do, I have always felt they had a slightly sort of a chemically aftertaste mm. since the very first one I ever tried, but I was unaware until the home experience that in their uncooked state, cat food. Who knew? Who could know? So, and you, is this a sort of a hangover from Haley? What are you talking about? That you're eating Beyond Meat. 
What do you mean a hangover from Haley? That you're you're going vegan. Yeah, come well, on. Just on your own skinny. Come on. Let's you know? let's let's be frank here. Now that Haley's She's gone. You be frank, I'll be Shirley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that Haley's gone, wouldn't you just be scarfing the steaks and the Yeah. Come on now. You can it's just between us three, so <laughs> No one will ever know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I'm the editor. That's why <laughs> no one will know. Uh, I have eaten more meat, certainly, than you. I've had a couple burgers. I've had a couple of sets of pork chops. But have you priced out beef lately? Mm. There's just no way I'm dropping 50 bucks on three steaks. I'm just not doing it. I, I'm just not. And too much money. So by and large... And also, the reason I took up the whole cudgel of veganism was for health reasons, really. Mm. And I did lose a lot of weight immediately. I gained a lot of it back by eating a lot of chips and crap, you know. But I actually think it's probably better for me to just cut way back on meat and dairy, especially dairy. I really have not gotten back on the dairy train really at all i just yeah. i just actually believe it's better for me to stay away from that yeah. but yeah no there's there hasn't been a whole complete relapse and also bear in mind the whole time since i started doing this since last november whenever i go to dinner with angie i just eat meat just and that's like at least every other week you know so mm-hmm. it's not like i was all pure and religious about it ever at any point but I'm pretty much sticking with it, yeah. Well, when we were up at the lake, so, you know, just me and Dylan, right? You know, so the first night, Diane says, come up for dinner, you know, and then the next night, who's who's having hot dogs? Let's have some hot dogs. And so I thought, oh, well, I better cook a big meal just to pay everybody back because, you know, they, their trailers are outfitted way better than, like they got hot water, for instance, <laughs> you know, little stuff like yeah. that. So. Flush toilets. Yeah. So <laughs> Dylan comes down one day and Al, uh, the owner, who's sort of in charge for the time we're there, he's he's got a smoker. And Dill says, Al says we can use a smoker anytime we want. And so I decided that, uh, well, okay, let's let's use the smoker and we'll cook up a nice whatever. Whatever we go and find, you know, beef, pork, there's a lot of... Uh, pork roast talk so first of all we go on a trail and we got to buy some chips for the smoker right oh yeah wood yeah so hickory we, smoked hickory do you get smoked hickory chips to burn in the smoker yes is that a thing yes <sighs> hickory's a flavor mesquite is a flavor cherry apple all that stuff yeah but so, do so they we prepare the wood okay rj's giving me the look no they don't, they don't. pre-smoke the hickory the hickory generates the smoke. That's what I think. But, yeah. but I, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, we buy, we buy, we're thinking, well, how much do you buy? And so we bought these two little bags. And then we realized that it's not one of those. It's a pellet. One of the pellet guys. It's not the, just the chips, oh, you know, like oh, this kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. shavings. It's pellets. Okay. Going to Grand Forks to buy the roasts and the pellets. There's no pellets in Grand Forks. And I'm thinking, well, of all the places in the world, why wouldn't there be pellets in Grand Forks? You'd think that it'd be kind of a smoker, you know, but I think that... Well, the, wouldn't that be the reason there isn't any? Because it's smoker heaven. West um, Kootenays? Oh, maybe. And they they were just out. So, uh, <clears throat> but I think these are used for cooking. These are not the, the 
chip chips yeah, yeah. are used for smoking when you just hang the oh my good lord really i, I think something like that i'm not sure i'm not okay, sure okay anyway we know. figured it all out in the end um so we get the smoker we set it up and it's the, the coolest thing i think it's just like a barbecue it's not it's not a tall thing it's just a barbecue literally yeah. like this you plug it in and you turn it on and you got your uh meat probe and you just stick it in your meat and then your little fob is remote or your little readout is remote and so you can be wherever you are <laughs> and you get you're watching the temperature go up right <laughs> so Ooh. we looked all over grand forks and there i ended up with two prime ribs because they were just the best like they're too big because i think there's going to be 20 people for dinner and they're two big prime roasts. And I didn't see anything else in all the other stores for whatever reason. And when I went back to pick them up, uh, there's a lady there. And she says, oh, that's a good price. She says, "That's it's like 24 bucks a pound or something. She says, those are usually 36 a pound. That's a good price. So I thought, okay, good. Wow. <laughs> they're still, you know, wow, 120 bucks for both of them or something like that. Oh. <laughs> so anyway... <clears throat> Uh, prep them all, you know, put the, whatever spices you cover them with, plunk them in there, get the, the, the temperature the probe, probe <laughs> and start. And so we, th we think we want to eat at seven, three to four hours. And then you can, you can let them sit for as long as an hour, right? They, they keep cooking for certainly half an hour, but you can let them sit for an hour afterwards. So they, everything's just fine. So I thought, put it in a two, three to four hours, we should be good for seven. Great. And all it is, it's a little screw um, drive to push the pellets in, right? And then, and then like every, if you watch it, like every seven minutes or something, you see a puff of smoke come out of the barbecue, right? And it just, so it's, I don't know what it is. It's an element down there, obviously. And these guys go into it and, well... So I'm watching the temperature. Nothing's happening. No, it's happening way too fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm going, oh, like you only want to get to 130, right? I have no idea, but okay. Yeah, so you, it goes in at about 50. It's going really fast. And I'm thinking, timing-wise, this is not going <laughs> to... And this is, a, we set it at 300. How far away from the thing can you be and still get your readout i i'm not sure uh certainly 50 feet well the first wow. thing that comes to mind is the probe's too close to the surface of the meat it's not nicely centered in the middle oh no we put i'm it. thinking open flames in there the meat's dripped down onto the element and there's now just open well, apparently flame. it's just a very efficient little machine so oh, it's a lot faster than we ate at five. Oh wow <laughs> Hey, you know what? Like really, that's <laughs> definitely better than <laughs> that's a not eating at nine. Well, and yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I thought that's the way it was going to go. Well, oh, really? I thought it was going one hundred and twenty bucks worth of wasted meat, like yeah. something bad. No, happened. no, it it, uh, it cooked the meat beautifully, but literally as fast as you would cook a roast faster. I think it. it, it yeah. So it's a little oven, and it probably gets quite hot in there, and 
well, but I kept turning it down. It was 300. Okay, let's go down to 275. It's still going up just as fast. Let's go down to 250. You know, I kept going down. You know, slow and slow is what they, low and slow is what they, how to cook it. Anyway, fabulous meal, but it was just a panic. Okay, the salads. Here we go with the salads. Let's go. Come on, people. (laughs) Anyway, quite fun. And of course, we invited Al because he provided the smoker and his family. So there's a whole ton of us. Worked out just fine. That was my cooking story, Skin. The only thing I didn't have up there was a decent carving knife. Huh. And so I just, I suffered. Anyway, it all worked out in the end. See, that's like Haley's sensitive to knife quality too. I guess people that actually cook food are sensitive to that kind of stuff. People who just shovel fuel into their mouth in any form, like me, don't care whether the knife is particularly sharp. <laughs> as long as I can hack a chunk off yeah. one way or another, I could use an axe and I wouldn't care. No, I just bought a nice new uh, eight inch, you know, the, the, the sort of the supreme knife in the kitchen. Uh, Brand new. And you just go, oh my God. Yeah, it could like be. Like it just slices through stuff. It's one of those, one of those things. Eh? It's like the new uh, strainer. Those change your life things. Yeah. You know, that story with the strainer, when I was really broke living in my first marriage, super broke, had a metal strainer on a metal rim and this, the mesh had come away from the edge of the rim, but it just kept using it because you could hold the mesh up. (laughs) You had to be kind of careful, you know, you're pouring off boiling hot water and stuff like that, but you could do it. And I did that for like a year or something like that. And then I was in uh, the store getting groceries and I saw a strainer. And it was like three fifty or something. I know. <laughs> so I bought it, and for the next like at least six months, it's just heavenly. Every time I had to strain something, I was, this is awesome. It's like for three dollars and fifty cents, I got just endless pleasure out of it. I know. And I think sharp knives are probably the same sort of thing—a little higher price, but a little bigger bang too. So, yeah. <clears throat> so you guys want to do listener mail? Yeah, we should definitely do listener do mail. We've it. had some excellent listener mail. Since our last, I mean, our recent episodes, we've covered a fair bit, but we've had some since too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we don't stay on top of it. No, it's, uh, in fact, I would say the rule is we never stay on top of it. And almost every time we have listener mail, we do a lengthy series of apologies for how long it's been since we did it. But anyways, yes, let's do it. Okay. Leah Courtney on funeral directors hate this one weird trick. Episode 91. Hi, dogs. Another nice ramble through the shed. A couple of things. The director of Birth of a Nation was D.W. Griffith. And yes, it's a very early film tribute to racism. Well, it wasn't seen that way by many for a long time. Uh, this was when we were discussing 13th. Yeah, yeah, and I believe we had thought it was John Ford or somebody like that. No, yeah, I don't think we mentioned. Yeah, but yeah. Although it wasn't seen that way by many for a long time. I also think those statues that honor people who held reprehensible views should come down. And then what about all those paintings of Christ as a fair-haired white guy? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Like, he looks, he's got blue eyes and light brown hair, and he just looks like, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, he came over on the Mayflower. (laughs) Exactly. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that one. I I did like that. I liked her support for the statues because that... Is something I agree with, and I I like the addition of the I've never blue heard, eyed Jesus. I've never heard that, that about Jesus. I mean, uh, I, I know it, but I never, never even thought, thought about that all that art could be put in the you know 
Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's very, very interesting. Into the hopper. <laughs> into the hopper. Yeah, she goes, he must have been the only fair-haired, fair-haired white guy in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, new name for our province? My husband Brian says we should just rebrand to use the initials like RBC or BMO or KFC. Only spell it out, B-C, B-E-E-C-E-E. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, no, I, I feel Brian mailed that one in. I, I think, think he could have done better with that. I think, you know, reading this, I think what we should do is get a sponsor. You know, so it could be actually KFC. Oh, you mean for the province? Yeah, yeah, why not, right? Oh, yeah, so like Roger's Place, only it's the whole province. Yeah, Roger's Place yeah. is the province. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't think that would solve a lot of the uh, ongoing issues with the First Nations groups, though. I, th- I feel that would probably complicate those a little bit. She says, I think maybe it should be Fredonia, <laughs> since it would all already have an Where's anthem. Where's that from? It's from the Marx Brothers, she, oh. she says. Yeah, so that's uh, okay. Yeah. that already has an anthem, she says. <laughs> nice one. I was very pleased to get that one because we'd, we'd had a long lull before that episode came out. Lee was still there. And by the way, I'm just going to take, since we've got her on here, I'm waving my index finger around. Just a little shout out. It's a year ago that we had Lee and Moira in here in the shed. I just couldn't believe that when it came up in Facebook the other day. Mm-hmm. A year since then. Just can't That's believe right. it. You might've been at the lake. KJ's looking. I missed that one. Puzzled. But yeah, anyways. Huey from Montreal. Huey from uh, Oasis. Oasis, that's it. Yeah. Uh, he says, Hi, guys. On episode 92, you were uh, talking about the Avon River going through Stratford in Ontario. Nice pronunciation there, RJ. Thank you. Oh, Thank boy. you very much. Thank you, everyone. There's also a Thames River. Not the Thames? My, yeah, the Thames <laughs> that my wife grew up on which also flows through London. So there are a few comparisons in the two countries. I wonder what the first people called them. Yeah, so, no idea. Yeah. yeah. But must this, drive a lot of people. I, it would drive me nuts anyways, just to live there. I was just like, what is this? Like the Canada's version of Disneyland? What's going on here? The whole place is named for place names in England? Like, Yeah, I, yeah. Well, Most of Southern Ontario is, right? Yeah, I know, but it's just that even geographic proximities being recreated in Ontario. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean, because we have a town named London, so we got to name the river that runs through it, the Thames. And uh, somewhere downstream within X miles, we're going to have Stratford. And this little creek, this kind of greasy looking little creek, that's now the Avon. Oh, it'll be lovely. With swans. Let's put some swans <laughs> in. Some, God. I don't know, voice. Uh, I've, I've had attitude problems more even than usual for the last little while. So. Is that right, huh? Yeah, more even than usual. Oh. It's been not good. Oh, so. my goodness. Well, I don't know. So anyway, nice, uh, nice yeah. note there, Huey. Yeah, good one. And another one from Lee. Hi, dogs. Two quick things on Alice Cooper related to your mention of the podcast. You recommended that interview with Bob Ezrin. Mm-hmm. Awesome interview, by the way. And I'm sorry, I still have not. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way to spend uh, 90 minutes. I saw him at the Coliseum about 1974. When he was doing one song, he had to climb in and out of an enormous toy box, which is interesting because, you know, 
we saw him, Glenn and Mary from Victoria and I saw him when he came through town last time. And that toy box is still there. I mean, <laughs> that wow. show just keeps going. And uh, it is an amazing show. Anyway, um, let's say, and in so doing, he fell and landed hard on the stage. He lay there for a minute or so, and we all thought that maybe it was part of his act until finally a roadie ran on stage and kind of dragged Alice off. Lights up for a while, and then good old soldier Alice comes back, ribs all taped up, (laughs) and he tried to carry on, staggering around singing Only Women Bleed, until he was kind of just gasping out the lyrics, clearly in pain, and he just had to stop. Show over, which was a drag, but we could always say we were there when. (laughs) And my other Alice story is years later in Cabo San Lucas, we were going to go to Cabo Wabo, a restaurant owned by Sammy Hagar, but it was closed for a private party being filmed by MTV. Dang. And as we were leaving, we saw two of the invited guests, Alice Cooper and his mom. <laughs> First time we really thought of him as having once yeah. been a kid and having a yeah. mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Fun. Yeah, and old Alice, he's just quite the guy, isn't he? Big golfer. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, him and Glenn Campbell hung out on the golf course all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, regarding clapback, as I was giving my monologue, yep. asking what the deal is with clapback. You're totally right, RJ. It is completely stupid and should just go away. And PJ, Johnny Nash, singer of the stupid Hercules theme song, mercifully had a better career. I remember one mainstream radio hit I can see clearly now in the 70s. Can what? you guys believe that? What? Like the bright, bright, wonderful day? That one? Going to be a bright, bright sunshine. That? Sunshine. I actually yeah. went and Googled it. Of course, I would never be so foolish as to disbelieve Lee of Courtney. That's just always going to be a mistake. But I just thought, really? Because first of all, I always thought that song was sung by a woman. Secondly, I just could not believe that it would be the same guy. It was 100% the same guy. The wiki article referred to him. Of which theme song? The Hercules theme song. The guy that sings that sang Sunshiny Day. Oh, wow. And I just, and he did a couple others that you would recognize too. I just couldn't believe it. I, 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 it's an awesome, and I think she just remembers that too, which is even crazier. I, I, I was blown by that one. Really she blown. continues on. And one last thing on this show. It was great to hear KJ talk a lot more than he usually does. <laughs> it was a terrific retrospective yeah. into his showbiz beginnings. And man, do I ever wish there was a video out there of his impromptu tap performance, (laughs) (laughs) Niagara wheel and all. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I really wish there was a video of that. I was talking to sister Patty just a couple of days ago and she had listened to it too. Oh, it made her howl (laughs) about the parade on Scott street, (laughs) the kids and playing Elkabong next door or whatever it was. Did she remember you running around doing Elkabong? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're kidding. She must've been just a, just a sprat. Yeah, yeah. Quite memorable anyway. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you were the victim of the cabal. Yeah, yeah. Not so funny then. <laughs> oh, good one again, Lee. Way and to go. And Jesse of Montreal sent us uh, a quick little note just saying, hi guys, I thought you might find this article interesting if you haven't already read it. The article's name is, Can Neil Young Block Trump from Using His Songs 
it's complicated. And I had to read through there and just in summary, the contract, like with, when, when people in a public office use a song, that deal is not between them and the artist. It's between them and BMI or ASCAP or the Canadian version of those. And it's actually hard to exclude stuff. So artists like Neil Young have said, Hey, BMI or ASCAP, I'm telling you, you're not allowed to let politicians use this song, but it's even unclear whether they're allowed to do that. So, so, uh, kind of a little murky there. That is pretty interesting. And have you guys heard Neil Young's, I think probably in response to that, he's written and released a a political song. He refers to, you know, we need a leader to lead us home and all this stuff. It's, it's actually not a bad song. And I thought, oh, he just decided to get busy and do that. Mm. If Trump's not going to stop playing his song as if it's his, he's going to overtly refer to him as a bad guy and how we need to have actual leadership. I had a boy, Neil. Yeah, way to, way to be relevant, Neil. Way to now, stick in there. Now, just live, uh, just now, while we're talking, we've got another one from Huey, so we might as well cover that. Oh, now. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it just has a subject. There's no message in it. And here's the subject. Hi, guys. I deleted episode 93 before I got to hear it. Could you please send it again to me? Thanks. And please remind Moby to send those Christina photos. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So Huey would be happy to do that. You could just send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, check for $19.99 plus GST. We'll ship you episode 93 in the mail. That is a first. That's 100% a first time ever occurrence that somebody's actually missed an episode and asked us to supply it. Yeah. And actually, while we're on this topic, it just occurs to me now, Huey, here's what you can do and listeners, just go on our website and you'll find the episode and in the little play box there that you can play the episode, there's a download link. So you can download the uh, MP3 file if you want to, if you want to keep it in your collection. Well, and that leads me quite organically because I know RJ, you're all about organic segues. It's important that it not organic be introductions manufactured or pre-thought. Leads me organically or pre-thought my mm. to mentioning that it's a good idea to go to the website to look stuff up. Huey, while you're in there, you can explore some of the links that RJ has thoughtfully provided to material that we discuss in that podcast. He does it every time, 93 episodes worth of them. And I've taken to uh, having the occasional little explore myself. And it's pretty interesting, the stuff you learn. So we talk about stuff in here, and this isn't just for you, it's for everybody. We talk about stuff in here, and quite often we are only semi-informed. RJ would contend that, for instance, I am often completely uninformed, (laughs) but I think the record will show that's not true. But what you will find in there is links to the actual information that drove the conversations that we have or augment it. It's, it's really worth doing. I'm telling you quite often we'll say, we'll put a picture of that in. Well, yeah, the pictures are in there. Pictures of that house we discussed this episode. They're in there. Have a look because it's a fair little bit of effort and it's worth just looking at. So we don't often promo that. I just think we should because it's worth it. So there while you're down there re-getting episode 93, have a little wider look. 
There you go. Public service announcement. That's two. I must be done. Well done, Skin. Organic, too. <laughs> Very organic. <laughs> got for this week that has to have been enough we covered a lot of ground there i'm exhausted i'm spent we had a lot of fun in here this afternoon we hope you did uh make sure i keep saying this this is part of the standard sign off these days watch yourself with this covid business there's a lot of people in our province that are not watching themselves in this covid business so make sure you do because it is still out there it is still a thing it is not a hoax i've had direct contact with some people who are beginning to think that it's a hoax. It's just floors. So it isn't. So we'll take care of yourselves. Yeah, that sounded imperative, didn't it? Didn't it sound like an order? Because it is. Do that. And we'll be pleased, pleased to hear from you about anything you want to talk to us about. Till then, take care. RJ. See you next time. See you, bye. <laughs> that was the serious... FBI uh, bye from our see you next time okay that's it bye